Hi guys, I'm Danny. And I'm Molly. And how are you feeling, Molly? Well, the news is out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like listening a little bit to the old episode to write the little tweet and I was like, <laughs> I sound straight up crazy. <laughs> it makes sense in context. It makes sense in context. I guess we still technically haven't said it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, what would you say, in a motherly way. The family with way. child, the family way. Um, uh, caught up, knocked up. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> uh, I like in the family way because it sounds like you're about to have like a whole family and it's like, okay. <laughs> um... Uh, so yeah, I had some health issues, some ongoing health issues, which I learned today, which are fun. Baby is looking very strong. Um, we had an ultrasound earlier and, uh, they just kept every time they turn, you know, the technician (laughs) tried to put the wand and see baby's face. Like baby would like turn in a huff, like very sharply. So their little butt was to us. And it was like, I, I've never seen a fetus with so much attitude. (laughs) So everyone's saying it's payback for the willful child that I was. And I was like, bring it on. That's fine. As long as they're game healthy. Game recognized game. Game recognized game. She like, come on, mama. Mm-hmm. You tried it. Oh, I love it. So yay, I'm happy for you. I'm just going to like, so I love buying baby and I guess toddler clothes. Children's clothes get kind of boring. Well, children's clothes are okay. <laughs> Little clothes are just cheaper than buying my clothes. Yeah. And, and they're so cute. And they're so cute. Jack and Janie or Janie and Jack, whatever order it is, those are adorable, even though they're completely impractical. Oh, I don't even know that one. Oh, it's like a bougie line of kids' clothing. Like, do you need a, does your toddler need a peplum top and a houndstooth <laughs> skirt? Because cause Jack and uh, Janie and or Janie and Jack, I can never remember the order. They have it. Does your, <laughs> does your child need a peacoat with a fur fur collar, even though they're only <laughs> six months? They have Where's it. Where's my baby going? <laughs> But I'm not going, apparently. Apparently a really nice photo shoot. I guess to church, Easter. So you know. Mm. So when your child just huh. really needs to look bougie, boat shoes for a three-month-old, they got them. Uh-uh, my baby's going to be in onesies <laughs> and a blanket <laughs> until they can stop pooing themselves. <laughs> then we can talk about clothes. Then you can work your way up to boat shoes, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I go in there and I'm like, this is so cute. And then I look at the price tag and I was like, I could buy myself a whole dress for that. Right? Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's like, baby, you ain't walking nowhere. You don't need, you know, Nikes. Right. And I don't change size every year, so. <laughs> right? <laughs> I get back because I'll buy clothes for my nieces, and sometimes they'll wear them once before. they're like, well, they don't fit them anymore. And I'm oh. like, that's bullshit. That is bullshit. Babies are expensive. I imagine. Already this baby's expensive. I imagine. Uh, well, yay. So yay. We're excited. We're really happy. And thank you for bearing with me for all the forgotten (laughs) plot points. It's okay. We're here for each other. Um, This is our chat. So we're already kind of casual. We got some news this week. Yay. Mm -hmm. Um, In no particular order. They're actually, they're in order by emotion. The ones that (laughs) I put the outline together. So the ones that uh, I felt the strongest about are at the top. Um, So the first thing, if you've been on Twitter for like, in the past 48 hours it's that time of year again where people come for libraries yeah and i don't get it and this one is weird so it was sort of inspired by a tweet from so the new york times posted a story about how 
you know, we're all renting now. Rent your mm-hmm. furniture, rent your clothes, rent your vacuums. And in response to that, I won't tweet this user's handle because I don't feel like she really, t- she wasn't, she didn't mean to cause, I think the ruckus she caused, but she, and you've probably seen it anyway. But she asked, is there a model for renting books? Not a library, something a bit more modern with a great and easy experience, but not a Kindle reader. And of course, everyone is like, a library. The librarians, because this, this is their world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like reading is their world. Yeah. So they came for her. They did come like, for her. Very, I think very kindly. They're like, listen, we, maybe you haven't been to the library in a while. Ooh, I saw some people who were not very kind. Oh, well, I mean, I felt like in terms of pylons, in terms of Twitter, this one seemed pretty, mm. pretty gentle. Like, <laughs> But they're like, listen, you maybe haven't been in the library in a while, but they're a lot more modern than what you think. And mm-hmm. then to follow that up, a user named Michelle Sia, she sort of gathered screenshots of people. It sounds like people sincerely want to pay to borrow books. And that's what messes me up. Yeah, I can't get past it because if you were to present, if you were to go to an investor and be like, hey, I've got this business idea, it's where people pay us to borrow physical books. They're just going to look at you and say, you mean a library? Right. (laughs) And you're like, no, I mean like a book rental service. Then they're like, because then this is what I get past that. So say you don't do that. Say you're like, okay, I genuinely want to pay. Why don't you just buy the book? Like, yeah, <laughs> why don't you buy it? If, you know, money is a concern, you could buy it used. Yeah. Why don't you uh, get it on Scribd, which, yeah. you know, we're giving all this free advertising to. Yeah, we ain't doing that no more. <laughs> or Amazon, whatever their free book services. Like, I, just. Mm. It would have to be. Like, cause it would have to be like $5, like not even that. I don't think, cause I think you can get mass market paperbacks for that much. It would have to be incredibly cheap to make it worth paying something monthly to read these books and not keep it. Right. But then still the library is free. Like I don't, I'm genuinely confused. I don't know what these people are looking for or why a library doesn't work. I mean, so I saw some people and it might be our algorithms are different <laughs> because I saw a lot of back and forth that was much harsher. Oh really? I want to hear your back and forth. And so I know one person was kind of saying that they didn't like the library basically because there were homeless people there. And it's hmm. kind of like... It's because like, that's literally the only place you can be indoors and not pay right? to be in. Right? Basically, it's one of our only like public spaces free that's inside anymore. And it's like you're really telling on yourself if you're like so upset by people who are like in a worse financial position than yourself... Like, that you don't even want to see them. But at the same time, yeah. you're too cheap to buy a book. So it's like you're trying to <laughs> Yeah, you can't, like... be, you can't be that bougie and not just willing to pay for the books yourself. You want to rent, but right. you want to be, like, snooty at these people who are, like, hanging out for free. I'm sorry. But you want to, yeah, you literally want to look <laughs> down on someone who you assume is experiencing homelessness. But it your broke just... ass is trying to look for a deal <laughs> at the same time. It's yeah. kind of like, why? And also what confuses me is these people want to rent physical books. Yeah. like, And it's kind of like, I, go go to the library. Why not? Yeah. I just can't get it. I don't get it. Like, I generally, like, you want to pay for something that people are providing to you for free already. Right. It's like the most unmillennial thing <laughs> I've ever heard of. <gasps> it's the anti-millennial. 
It really is. It really is. People just want to be mad. They just I mean, want to be mad it, and they want to be loud and they want to be on the internet. I will say, I think that first user just wants a book of the month subscription. Like someone just hook her up with a book of the month subscription. She can pay her okay, flat girl. fee. She can get her books. Just go to the library. <laughs> I mean, she sounds like she really wants to give someone some money. It sounds give your library money. <laughs> Shit, they need it. Uh, there was somebody I was reading it where she said like she had the book out late for two weeks and they hit her with a $30 fine and everyone called bullshit. Yeah. I think I, the biggest fine I've ever gotten was like $6. And then, um, like two weeks later they had this big thing and they're like, Oh yeah, every summer we just forgive everyone's late fees. Yeah. So I was like, oh, they really just want you to come hang out with them. <laughs> I had that in the heat of the night checked out from February to May. I had a buck fifty fine on it because <laughs> the library was renewing it for me. They're like, "Look, you're clearly a hot mess. No and one's so waiting on this help book. you out here, yeah. girl." But at some point, at some point, girl, we got to charge you twenty five cents. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's got to be this way. Uh, I just, it's just so funny. Okay, I feel like. We'll get back to library. Somebody will say something silly about libraries again in the future, and we'll have to talk about how they're great again. So, and the librarians will come for them. Yeah, look forward for this conversation in like what approximately six months. Is that what I'd say? So, <laughs> maybe quarterly. This comes up. Uh, like, just stop coming for like they're information people. They know how to find you, and they know how to find they, resources, and they know how to read you. <laughs> it's their job. Oh, uh, I love it. So the next thing, speaking of, I really want you to do another dramatic reading. Speaking of shade. <laughs> Where is the tweet? Okay, it should it be in send this response. So just a little background, as you probably mm-hmm. heard, author Natasha Tynes tried to shame a metro worker for eating on the, for eating on the metro. It backfired Was told to her. mind her. Yeah. Was told to mind her business. She was told to mind her business. She decided to ignore that advice posted this woman's photo on social media, tried to shame her, and it backfired on her and kind of bit her in the ass. And I believe her publisher and her distributor, her distributor, canceled her book. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she has decided to come back and sue the publisher, Rare Bird, for, quote-unquote, alleged harm over subway shaming. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to see what her official blah, 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 blah. The suit was filed. Uh, the suit was filed Thursday in Los Angeles County Superior Court. Um, the tweet has since been deleted, but Tyne said in her suit that many negative consequences have ensued, including her being placed on leave from her job at the World Bank in Washington, hospitalization for chest pain. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Uh, death threats, high blood pressure, suicidal thoughts, a temporary move out of the country to Jordan, persecution of her family, and nullifying the work she did on the book. Plaintiff would receive. Plaintiff would receive threats to her physical safety and the physical safety of her family via Facebook and Twitter, the lawsuit says. Hmm. If I can do some amateur lawyering, that's not mm-hmm. the publisher's fault. <laughs> she posted yeah. that tweet. It's like, so when you sue someone, like basically you're looking for like restitution. You're looking for damages and you have to be able to prove that. You know, in the case of something like this, typically you'd look at lost sales, um, perhaps lost um, income, Mm -hmm. and you'd have to show that um, 
you know, the, the party was responsible for it. So for income with her getting fired from her job, like, and I don't, I don't know all the particulars of this, but this is just my reading on it. You are correct for her getting fired from her job. Um, and then to sue the publisher, you would have to prove that the, the publisher, um, was responsible or in some way culpable for her losing her job. But that's pretty unlikely because I would imagine that, um, it was the tweet, the thing that she did that got her fired from her job. Right. Um, if that is in fact what happened. Um, now as for the, um, kind of lost opportunity, you would have to show kind of, it's kind of like when you do your, let's say like, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, benefits for life insurance, right? Mm-hmm. And they have that little calculator and it shows you how much someone would earn over their lifetime if they hadn't passed away in an accident or something. That's how much insurance pays out. Mm-hmm. They do similar calculations to that. Um, so they would probably look at, uh, again, for the case of uh, Tynes versus her publisher, they would look at what the publisher um the monetary effect of the publisher canceling her book. And I say all that to set up this statement from (laughs) Rare Bird Books because apparently they had time and they knew their rights. They had the time and they were willing to lay it all out. (laughs) And they were willing to lay it all out. So um, uh, this reads, Statement from Rare Bird Books. The complaint filed against Rare Bird by Natasha Tynes is baseless for a host of reasons. Chief among them, Rare Bird has never had any agreement of any kind with Miss Times, nor has anyone from Rare Bird ever had any contact with her whatsoever. And Rare Bird's statements about Miss Times' conduct was not defamatory. Miss Times' publisher, California Cold Blood, arranged for Rare Bud to distribute the book. As Rare Bird has stated previously, the company could not, in good consciousness, um, be affiliated in any way with Ms. Tynes' book, given her actions on social media. As for the amount of damages Ms. Tynes claims to be seeking, it is worth noting that her book had pre-orders of less than 50 copies, and only a few hundred were scheduled to be printed, and it was not initially well-received. And then they link to a review from Publishers Weekly. Um, which, they which go on begin- to say- <laughs> I was going to say, the Girl. review begins with the phrase... Times limp debut. Times's limp debut. So Girl, sorry. Please. This is like a masterclass in shade. <laughs> it is. It is ironic that having taken and this is what I love. It is iron, ironic that having taken advantage of her First Amendment rights with an ill-advised tweet, Miss Times now seeks to now seeks to stifle and punish use of those very same rights of a respected book publisher who legitimately expressed its opinions of her conduct rather than take responsibility for her own actions. Miss Times would have been better served to have simply let this episode disappear into the annals of history. Rare Birds will, of course, <laughs> expend all of the resources necessary to defeat this meritless litigation. Oh my gosh. That's just the legal version of the, you should have just sat there and eat your food gif, basically. Literally. literally. Like, this is so, people talk all the time about shade and they misuse that term. <laughs> Like this is shade. It's publishing that 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 link to that that uh, that article. Shade saying fewer than fifty copies. Shade. There was shade, no reason only for them. Only hundred were going to be printed. Right. 
even the way this is typed out statement from rare bird books <laughs> shade so it's like basically what they're saying is first of all it seems like they never had an agreement with times and um you know there's all these rules about who can sue each other but if you're not really a party to a contract then you like you can't sue so it's like she needs to take this up with her publisher she and then to- they're even saying that uh her publisher has the right not to not to engage they probably have a contract that lays all that out right there yeah um so to bring rare bird they're kind of like we we don't know you <laughs> we don't know you. <laughs> we, we never had an her. agreement with you we don't know we, her they might have an agreement with california cold blood but it probably that likely doesn't say that they must publish this book um and then the whole damages restitution thing that's where they're laying out this uh thing saying like she only had 50 copies we were only gonna print um a hundred or so of them and there's no way that that makes up 13 billion because again even if they were responsible the only portion that they would really be responsible for is lost sale of those books so and if she had an advance already then it's very likely that that would be covered in the advance oh in in the event that the publication gets canceled exactly it's already covered exactly oh my gosh oh my gosh it's just from top to bottom from we don't know her to we disapprove of her actions to the 50 copies it was just like stab and then stab and then stab it was like Oh my gosh. Just shade. It was shade. It was amazing. Because I think the best part was them telling her, like, you should have just shut up. This is the second time someone has told her to just sit down and mind her business. Right. Her the book currently has a 1.59 rating on Goodreads. <laughs> and it's like, even if I don't agree with you or I don't like you, you did something you don't I don't like. I don't I don't like rooting against people just for the sake of it. Like, I'd rather you just go your way, I go my way. What's that scissor song where she's like, uh, you don't have to talk to me. <laughs> I don't have to talk to you. Something like that. And so it's like, but this time she keeps, she keeps putting it out there. Like, they're, they're 100% correct. Like, if she hadn't filed this lawsuit, probably, it, it would have gone away. Like, it just would have. She stirred the pot. It like just, She stirred the pot. Yeah. Just, like, sit down, shut up, start a new book. I know it's a lot of work. Start a new book, yeah. It's a lot of work, I know. And this time, don't be snitch-tweeting people on the internet. I do want to know, like, the hospitalization for chest pain. Again, I don't know, and maybe that's getting too in the weeds. Some of these things, they're just, they're not her, even I feel like if they had a direct contract outside of the lost sales of the books, you can't say that's the publisher's fault. They didn't make you post that tweet. They didn't, True. The stress and all the stuff you got with the high blood pressure and the suicidal thoughts and all the, you know, harassment on Twitter was you acting on your own Twitter. <laughs> like, right. And it's like Twitter for them to say, like, they're they're just that's just the state of the world right now. Nothing like no death threats that are going to be on Twitter or anything like that are really going to have any kind of like imagine how many people get death threats every single day on Twitter. I know how many yeah. people are harassed every single day on Twitter. And the courts do jack shit about it. Right. Like, so the likelihood of you prevailing in a case when, you know, these these social media companies are so well protected, like it's in their vested interest that, you know, something like this doesn't go forward because 
then they could be liable or people could start, you know, leaving their platform and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why they allow it to continue. Yeah. Um, so it's just to say and to say 13 million. That like is she so bold. Just, right. If she didn't get if the advance didn't cover like her copies or something like that, or she wanted to be let out of the contract so she could self-publish something like that, then I could see it. Sue for those rights. They'll probably give it right back to you. Um you know, just depending on what's in your contract, but to say 13 million and all these things, like, I don't, I don't like giving people death threats for no fucking reason on Twitter. Um, I don't like that she has to do all this. Like I myself have recently been diagnosed with high blood pressure and girl, it ain't fun. But at the same time, it's like, this is not the publisher's doing like you, you should have taken that girl's advice and just minded your own business. (laughs) Could have saved yourself all bunch of trouble. That's why when I see shit, I don't say nothing. I see some wild ass shit out on the street. I saw someone, their whole fucking ass was out. Their whole ass. Just this woman getting off the metro. Like her whole, she didn't have no pants on. Mm-mm, I don't mess Just with people and, on public transportation. You don't girl, know what kind of people hot, you're running into. She was sweating. I saw someone punch a dog. Oh my God. <laughs> I see people doing wild shit on uh, the Metro. And you know what I did? Look the other way. You mind your business? I waited for the next train. Because <laughs> I was like, this, ain't no- this shit ain't none of my business. <laughs> so imagine that I would freak out because someone was eating. I wish, I wish that was the worst I've ever seen on public transportation. One time when I was a kid, I was sitting on the bus, the max bus in Kansas City. Like, there was a group of older black men. They were at the very back of the bus. I was, like, toward the back back of the bus, maybe back middle. They were, like, way in the back, like, on the bench seats and stuff. This group of older white women got on. Bitch, it was a party. They were passing, like, uh, uh, fucking wild turkey back and forth. Somebody had a fucking uh, CD player. They were dancing. They were partying. And you know what I did? I I got up. I moved out of their way. And I waited until my stop came. And then I got off the bus. Because exactly. I was like, this has nothing to do with me. <laughs> well, They're not that, bothering me. They're not doing shit to me. Now that school's out, I, I commute now. Now that school's out, there's, there's trains are just full of teenagers. Just groups of roving teenagers. Like, one of them was smoking. <laughs> One of them was like 14 and he was smoking a cigarette. I wanted on the train. So it's like double bad. I wanted to be like, come on, little girl, don't do that. But I didn't. And actually, I feel kind of bad. I probably should have said something. I mean, what can you say to a 14 year old that's smoking on the train? Don't do that. They know. They know the risks and they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can say to that. Young to man. save the youth. I was like, oh, don't. Like, oh, no, dude, you probably cut in school. And now you're on this train smoking a cigarette. At least it was just a cigarette. People ask to borrow my phone. I say, no, thank you. Oh, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Someone offered to uh, give me a massage oh. if I got off with him. Oh, I no. said, no, thank you. <laughs> Y'all got some crazy people. I- I've never had any of those things. I'm trying to think the worst thing that ever happened to me on the train was some man yelled at me. He said, like, move. I'm trying to get off the train. And that's it. And I barely I heard him because I had once, on. And this old man yelled at me. That's why you ain't got a man. I dropped <laughs> one of my... Uh, my uh, textbooks from law school on the ground. I guess he really loves books, Molly. I guess so. So, this I don't know, this story will just continue to be wild. She. I just <clears throat> hope for everyone's sake, they just let it go. Just let it 
fade off. Everyone, her. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't like the whole pile on thing. I don't like all of that. The jokes are funny, and I will laugh and I feel bad, but I will laugh because the jokes are funny. But at the end of the day, if this woman is struggling with this. It's like you really need to look inside yourself and figure out why people are so angry and why this response happened and what you could do better next time. Because all this like assigning blame everywhere else is showing me you still don't get it. Exactly. So. Um, (laughs) That's wild. I hope I don't hope there's another update, but I hope she learns her lesson and I hope she can just just be quiet. Just sit down, eat your food Start your new book. It sucks. And just let it pass. Leave Rare Bird alone. (laughs) They don't want to be involved with you. (laughs) So I think they've been pretty clear. The last link I posted, and we don't have to spend too long on this, I just thought it was funny, is an article from The Atlantic that was published on June 6th. And the headline is, The Adults Who Treat Reading Like Homework. And (laughs) And the subdeck is, No One's Making Them Try to Read 100 Books a Year. And it's basically an examination of the Goodreads challenge and, like, why do people sign up for the Goodreads challenge? And basically, why does apparently no one finishes the Goodreads challenge, according to their numbers? <laughs> Last year, only 16% of y'all finished your Goodreads challenge. Wow. Only 16. So. Well. <laughs> well. I, uh. uh well, I'm like, why um, do you care? Why does who care? Why does the Atlantic record? care? Because they mad, because they can't finish it. <laughs> like, if, if the whole bunch of people want to strive to read 100 books, even if they fail, let them try. I'm yeah, sure that's my try. stretch goal. I just put 50 on it, but my stretch goal is 100. This is what I would write if I kept failing it and I was mad. <laughs> I'm not saying this is what this person did, but just scanning this, I see the Pizza Hut reading program. So I think that this is a person over my after my own heart. So I would, yeah, About I would be complaining too if I had a platform, which I do. Maybe not the Atlantic, but yeah, I'd be complaining about it too. I'd be like, it ain't fair. I'd be stamping my feet. If you had seen Baby the other day, kicking its feet and like <laughs> thrashing its arms around, it's, sometimes you just want to throw a tantrum. I guess I could get that. <laughs> yeah, leave these good read people alone. <laughs> I didn't know it was sixteen percent. That makes me feel better actually. So if I don't miss it, I'm like, well, I'm with everyone else. True. Most of us ain't making it, so. <laughs> There's a, a subreddit. I think it's like 52 books a year or something like that. Yeah, it's mentioned in the article. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're a little bit more chill. But, you know, especially the very mundane uh, um, uh, Reddit boards. Privacy <laughs> brain, I can finally say it. Subreddits. Um, especially the more mundane subreddits, like the drama can escalate extremely quickly on there. So I might say today, like, oh, it's pretty chill. If you want another place, go look at them. And then tomorrow they could be like trying to kill each other over book jackets, but. (laughs) (laughs) Dumpster fire. It looks pretty chill. Reddit is like a weird, because there's terrible, terrible threads on Reddit. Like, mm-hmm. there are low-key, like, just horrible ones. Mm-hmm. And then, on the other hand, you've got people who are, like, making whole subreddits, like, about knitting. And they really just right? want to share their favorite patterns with you. It's the just... crochet subreddit is so chill and so <laughs> wonderful. And uh, there's one that's all about black cats. Yeah. The pregnancy ones are awesome. They are so awesome. Uh, and then you get ones that are, like, trying to kill people. Exactly. They're horrible. <laughs> 
It's just so weird. I guess it's a reflection of the internet. Like, that's what the internet is like. And then I remember the guy who owns it is married to Serena Williams. And then I just right? don't know what to think. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? Like, when they announced that, I was like, Serena married the Reddit man? And I kept saying it to my husband. The Reddit man, he was like, he has a name. And I was like, yeah, Serena's husband. <laughs> Mr. Serena Williams. <laughs> Mr. Serena Williams. Their, their baby is so cute. That is a cute baby. And anytime they show the baby and uh, the Reddit man, so they watch it, Serena... <laughs> They together look like, go mommy, go mom. It's fucking adorable. I love it. Did you see he was joining, he was asking to join groups on Facebook, Facebook of all things, which is already funny, um, asking to join groups on Facebook to learn how to do his daughter's hair. He was trying to yeah. join natural hair groups. Yeah. And it's like, that's, I have no problem. I know some people were like, he shouldn't join because that's a space for um, women of color. But I'm like... If, if the stated goal of it is to teach people how to care for natural hair, mm-hmm. then that's what he's doing. It's yeah. like, I would rather him go ahead and learn about some shea butter exactly. than have my girl out here looking crazy. Looking dusty. We don't need Looking that. dusty. We don't looking need dry. <laughs> I thought dry it was hair. Just, I thought it was just adorable. I have like a thing for like fathers doing their daughter's hair. It's just adorable. Have you seen that uh, hair love book? I did. I haven't read it yet. I was thinking about getting it for um, my nieces. They're still not at a good age to buy books for. Oh, yeah. If it's not, Mariah's better, but if it's not a board book, Maria will just like. Chew on it. Eat it, yeah. It's yeah. like. Yeah. It I got them very cute. I got them that little leaders book. That, oh, um, yeah. The, the one Bash lady. Chai. Yeah. Uh, she illustrated this one, too. Oh, really? That's adorable. Yeah. And I bought the first one. She later did a board book, and I should have got the board book because the first Uh, book she did has a lot of text in it, and it's apparently target audience is like 9 to 11. So it's still a little too old for both of them. Yeah. I couldn't resist them. uh, I got Baby's first book. Aw. Where the Sidewalk Ends. Aw. That's a really thick book. (laughs) Huh? That's a really thick baby baby book. It's poetry, right? I'm gonna start reading it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we should do. We should do kid. I guess we kind of did with Addie, but we didn't do like. We usually do it in August, I think. Yeah, we should do a roundup of like these hair books. We should. That would be books fun. for babies. Yeah, uh, build book babies library. Frank's parents are um, cleaning out their a- attic. Woo. And um, sorry, every time I think of attics, I just think of this heat. I'm like, they're up there in that heat, <sighs> right? Um. They have boxes and boxes of Frank's stuff, which is all very precious to Frank. Aww. And not at all precious to them. <laughs> and so his dad was like, oh, we've got books. I'm going to throw them all away. <laughs> and so Frank was like, no, no, don't throw them away. Don't throw them away. And so they're like, fine, well, we're going to put them all in boxes and take them down to you guys. And so Frank has been going back and forth for the past week with his parents. Like, should we keep this book? Should we get rid of this book? So he's keeping like his goosebump books Aww. and all this stuff because he's like, oh, we're just gonna make a little library for baby because we got we got just a thousand books in here and it's like might as well. I wish uh, I saved some of my that? books. I wish I had saved some of my books from when I was a kid because like they still have them but they don't have the same covers. Yeah, they're packaged weird. It's like the nostalgia isn't there. Like Tales yeah. of Fourth Grade, nothing. I can't find that in the cover I had when I was little. Oh. It was just blah. I loved that book. That in Anastasia Krumpnik. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, it was like a series and she had a weird brother. I think it was related to the Ramona. No, I maybe made that up. Hmm. I thought it was a spinoff. Yeah. 
but um, so they got into his high school books. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, uh, he came home, he was like, I told him to keep Frederick Doug- Douglass, but throw out uh, uh, Uncle Tom's cap. <laughs> Good call. Well, was- I was like, look at you, Frank, parenting <laughs> your, already parenting your black child. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, yeah, um, that's, that's where we're at. Books, books, books. I definitely was walking through Target a couple weeks ago, and I was, like, looking at all the books, and I was like, I want all of these. I want every single one of these. Amazon has a subscription service now for that. It's See, like, girl, why do you tell me these things? Because <laughs> I was mad because it's only exclusively for kids, and it's like, send me personalized book recommendations, but they don't have right? anything for adults. It's, like, board books and, like, kid books and maybe up to middle grade. I think that's it. And I, have, of course, I already looked at the library to see what <laughs> programs they have for children. And I'm like, but, you know, baby's pretty young. <laughs> In planning, technically. But, you know, got to have a plan. Exactly. You got to plan for success. That's what that article is about. They're like the people who complete the Goodreads challenge are the people who make time to read. So there you go. <laughs> We've found a way to bring it all back. Hooray. <sighs> so... I think that's it for the news, unless you have any other fun things. You traumatized everyone on Twitter with, what, that, what? with that Stephen King retweet. <laughs> I saw it, so everybody else had to see it. <laughs> you know, he had the gall. Goodreads is out here trying to get engagements on their post, and they were like, mm-hmm. who would you like to have, or name a fictional character you would like to have a meal with? And he had the gall to be like, fictional characters aren't real. And then someone called him out, because he definitely inserted himself into the Dark Tower books and hung out with his own <laughs> fictional characters. So it's like, what are you doing, Stephen King? What, what are, are you, you doing, doing, Stephen King? We know fictional characters aren't real. Like, that's why it's that's why it's a, a, the question. a, a thought experiment, yeah. like a game. Can you imagine you They're just not like, going to make the reservations. You're just some social media manager at Goodreads just trying to, like, get some engagement, get some content on, their, on a Friday afternoon to get these people talking. Right. And Stephen King comes and starts trolling and you. Stephen I remind King you. comes and starts trolling you. It's like Stephen King, because right after he tweeted that thing about the thing, <laughs> uh, he's out here talking about how there should be a Rocky and Bowl equal remake. And it's like, sir. I believe there was one. He wants another one, apparently. Okay. <laughs> And it's like, I'm still not over what you said last night. (laughs) What I saw in my Twitter feed. (laughs) They put it to everyone else's. Stephen King on Twitter is kind of hilarious because he also threw a big fit when they doubled the character count. And I was like, sir, have you seen the links of some of your books? It's like, You have no, you have, you got a lot of gall. I have the, what is it? The the stand. I have not finished it. Exactly. That thing's like 1,100 pages, right? I could, I could take uh, it, my copy of it. And I could put it on like a chain or something and have a morning star. I'd go out there and just <laughs> fight people with it. I'd be like swinging it over my head and da da da. It's like, you, sir, are not known for your brevity. Exactly. Out here yelling at this platform. I guess, I don't know. I guess he's worried about everyone else taking his territory. I don't know. His brand. His brand. I like Stephen King. I just need him on Twitter to like chill. Like. <laughs> Maybe relax just a little bit. Because <laughs> when he's not doing that, he's yelling at Trump, which I do appreciate. But I'm yeah. like, you're like, you're he's like, like your grandma or your grandpa or something who's just like out here. It's like, I saw on the news today. <laughs> Whenever I talked to my girl, she was like, I watched on the news. Da, 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 da. And it's like, it's the same energy. 
It is. It's like <laughs> that chaotic boomer energy. And it's like, you need to relax. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I mean, I guess it's better that I was editing some of our old um, outlines. And remember mm-hmm. when we used to have to talk about Joyce Carol Oates? Oh my God. I just, I just, I muted her, blocked her. Like, not only on my own personal, but on particular <laughs> too. I was like, we haven't heard anything from her in a while. And I was like, she probably, probably blocked her. her. I blocked her. What did she say? Some, something about uneducated Southern Negroes? Was that the yeah. thing that broke her back? Oh my god! What? She was wild and for a while there. <laughs> it was just like, just unnecessary. No one asked. Joyce Carol Oates, go back to writing short stories. You know, it's like, girl, what you doing? <laughs> Twitter's not for everybody. It's not. Oh my gosh! I'm glad Jonathan, uh, whatever his name is, I can't. Frizen, Frizen, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, there we go. I just feel like it'd just be so pretentious. It'd just basically be that that guy from your MFA class, like, Ugh, in yeah. real life. Like, well, I really thought that your story lacked direction. And then he writes, like, a story about, like, someone, like, a white man sitting in a Chinese restaurant <laughs> and getting confused when he sees, like, people speaking in Mandarin or something. Oh, I just picture a whole bunch of those memes about how we just don't talk to each other anymore because of all the technology. Yeah. And like we well, it's just standing next to like a pool or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like Palm Springs just, you know, malaise. We're really talking a lot of shit about a lot of authors today. <laughs> I mean, is that really different than I guess not. I guess to? not. Um oh, that's pretty decent segue we're gonna do the opposite of talking shit yeah. we're gonna out here we're gonna promote promote some indie authors promote so yes. that was not as natural a segue as i thought it would be i thought i, I could mean, like pivot a little bit better you went for it and i appreciate that <laughs> you saw it you saw the opportunity and you took it and how many people how many people danielle see the opportunity and let it slip you're getting real deep on us, Molly. You're getting real deep. She's like having, she's like having, she's creating life, and she's getting really existential about it. I love it, girl. It's like <laughs> I'll just be rambling, honestly saying stuff. My dreams are crazy. It's like someone took my brain and turned off like a quarter of it. Is it's that like, babe? What's that? Pregnancy brain is a thing. Ew. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, that's why my reading has gone down so much, because I'll be reading, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? It's like, baby's like, I need this. It's like, baby needs the calcium from your teeth. Baby needs uh, the oh, potassium. God. Baby needs the iron from your, your blood. Uh, blood. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, baby God. gonna eat first. It's like, okay, baby. Sometimes I think I want to, like, get married and have a family. Then I'm like, I'm just too fucking selfish. Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. At oh the end God. of the day, like, seeing their little heartbeat and seeing them, like, kicking stuff. Like, I think when I saw them, like, kicking the other day and, like, really turning away. And I oh, was, just like, being shady? You're like, that's just my baby? Just being shady. <laughs> I was like, I can see your personality. Like, I can see you 10 years from now. And I'm saying, baby, get up. You know, it's time for school. And baby, like, turning their back <laughs> and giving me the cold shoulder like they didn't hear me. And I think that that's what it was like. Like, I definitely felt pregnant right away. But it's like, that's when it first hit me, like... I have a person yeah. growing inside of me 
who's trying to kick the shit out of me. Aw. Because <laughs> I woke them up. Aw. <laughs> trying to do this ultrasound. <laughs> I keep hoping that, like, if that does happen, because I'm not the most maternal, <laughs> I, like, won't hold my nephew because he can't keep the fluids in his mouth. Uh. In his mouth. And, like, my... I wear silk sometimes. Like, I don't need that. Like, I'm really, I tell you, Molly, I'm too self-centered for babies. I just. Hopefully it'll pass. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's different for everybody and everyone wants different things. And they definitely don't tell you everything about it. Like, hey, guess what? Water makes me nauseous. That sounds the worst. Oh, I did discover that I apparently have very, very severe acid reflux. Oh, really? I also had a doctor's appointment today. I had to get a tetanus shot and Uh I was telling her about my problem. She's like, yeah, it sounds like you just have like a food allergy that triggers acid reflux. And I was like, oh, that's fun to learn. So this is getting old. Like, she's like, you need to start taking Zyrtex uh, before you eat spicy foods. It's like, what is Zyrtex? What? Oh, wait, no, that's the allergy. What's the one you take for like, for, for like, Tums? Tums. There's like the prescription, like not the prescription one, but like the heavy, like it's the heavy duty. You take it when like they, uh, whatever. Basically I have to like, I'm that commercial. I'm basically like those people in the commercials when they eat the pizza and they like get sick and it's like, and they like hit their chest with their fist. That's me now. I'm old. I have acid reflux. <laughs> well, look at us. Just a couple of old women. <laughs> it was the worst old. thing that happened to me today. It's old. I was like, great, thanks. And then I had to get the tetanus shot and like my arm is just on fire. Oh, so. yeah. Oh. So now that we've talked about our weird conditions, <laughs> HIPAA violations, right? Um, we asked you all to share your favorite indie authors and y'all did it. Well, some of y'all, some of y'all, the, rea- the reactions we got were very, we didn't get a lot of responses, but the ones we did get, like they were claiming everybody and I was yeah. here for it. I loved it. Yeah. So what we did though, is we looked at the responses we got and we picked some of the repeat top authors and what we're going to do to make this more interesting for you know the listeners we're going to go we're going to say the names of the top authors we got and i tried to find their most popular book in the event i couldn't find their most popular book i got their most recent book Mm -hmm. in the event Mm -hmm. i couldn't get that or if the most popular book was like a later book in a series i just picked the first one yeah it's um yeah if you want to see the whole list um you can check out our twitter feed we had I think two different ones on there, but we were retweeting everybody. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, go and look and support some of these indie authors. Yeah. We thought this would work instead of us just saying a whole bunch of ads. Yeah, Twitter handles. Twitter handles. Because <laughs> you all would just be sitting there listening to that, like, what am I supposed to do with that, ladies? Exactly. So, so let's start. So the first one we got, you know what? I did all this and then forgot to include the Twitter handle because, of course, I did. Um, let me take That's that. all right. We can put them in the notes. Okay, cool. I was just going to look it up and then cut this out. Yeah, let's just put it in the Okay. Mix. So the first one, <laughs> the first author who um, I believe she was one of the top ones was Alexandra Warren. Mm-hmm. And the book I found for her was called Baggage Claim. I believe it was released in May of 2019. So very recent. I believe it's a novella. Um, the blurb says, so the blurb begins with a quote, I don't need to know your name. I know your spirit. I'm more concerned with that. And so the blurb is, Ryan and Will, two strangers with instant chemistry on an adventure fueled by a fiery connection neither can contain. But not everything is as it seems. Or is it? I'm not really good at reading that. 
Um, and there's a note that says, this is a standalone book, tells a complete story. It's a novella length, meaning it's shorter by design. And this blurb encourages you, encourages you to check out her other books if you like longer books. Okay. So that was, yes, released May 3rd, 2019, Baggage Claimed. I would also like to take this note to say, like, almost all the authors are romance, because I guess <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> that's where the author, I guess that's where those authors are. I don't know where the mystery authors are hanging out. I don't know where the horror authors are hanging out. Maybe they're on different platforms, but nearly everything we got is romance. I'm just saying when the weather cools down and we start moving out of love season, <laughs> we might I, get some more people following us. I am ready genres. for horror. I want, I like kind of want to read another Tanana Reeve do book. I want mm-hmm. some horror. I, there's like a whole bunch of summer horror not books coming out. I scared mm. myself last week. Oh, yeah. reading, <laughs> you keep reading all that true crime. <laughs> like, I, I'm ready for the horror. <laughs> that was okay. terrifying this is gonna be golden state killer all over <laughs> oh i found a new one because they caught him yeah and now i have a new one that freaks me out and i don't like it <laughs> i don't like it see kelp danielle <laughs> that's the most accurate thing you have ever said on this podcast honestly <laughs> You can't keep doing this to yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Our next author was Nicole Falls, and Danielle has picked her book, A Natural Transition. Um, Naima Landry is more interested in her flourishing career as a DJ than settling down. Langston Good is a man on the rise with his eyes on the prize, ready to finally lay his claim on Naima's heart. Ooh. <laughs> Since their first meeting, Naima and Langston have been at odds, and they were perfectly fine with that arrangement. Dot dot dot. Until the undeniable current of desire that crackled between them was no longer avoidable. Ooh, you're good at reading those, Molly. I like almost want to go buy that. <laughs> so, yes. So that was a natural transition by Nicole Falls. Oh, I can't pronounce this name. The next one is Hasinta. Hasinta. Hasinta, maybe. Yes, J-A-C-I-N-T-A. Jacinta Howard, um, in the book we picked for her, was Happiness in Jersey. This is the first book in her prototype series. Um, So the blurb reads, The only thing in Jersey Kincaid's world that she has time for are keeping her grades up so she doesn't lose her scholarship to South Texas University, playing the bass in her band, The Prototype, and satisfying her coffee coffee addiction. Oh, and the occasional random hookup she indulges in to pass the time. When Jersey meets Isaiah Zay Broussard with his soulful gray eyes, quick wit, and easy charm, she's determined to, rain a, determined to remain aloof. She doesn't have time to get sidetracked by fleeting fantasies, even if she does feel an inexplicable connection to Zay she's never experienced before. Girl, you better leave these boys alone. <laughs> Focus on your studies. Ready? Yeah, get that, get that degree, then you can get that D. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was inappropriate. You know, we always keep saying we're going to do merch. And I'm just saying that Our that might be a <laughs> that might be a keeper, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, so that was Happiness in Jersey by Cinta Howard. <laughs> her next author is Love Belvin, and her book, um, The Rhythm of Blues, which is the first in her Love and Rhythm and Blues series. Uh, Rat Ragey, Rage, Ragi. How do you say that? R a g e e. Raji? Raji? Or maybe it's supposed to be Reggie. We can say Reggie. Reggie. 
is a successful R&B singer, music composer, and actor who shot to fame and celebrity at rocketing speed. But he was, he has an unshakable stigma attached to his stardom that won't go away. Winter Blue thought she was taking control of her world the day she up and quit her job. Little did she know the day she walked out of her job was the very one she'd run into his shroud of smoke. Oh, is he like some kind of wizard? <laughs> Winter <laughs> questions. Like, what is his stigma? I want to know. Is he out here like hypnotizing the girls? I'm going to presume mind I'm going to assume he's an arsonist. But continue. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Winter questions if she can handle uh, Reggie's darkness while trying to bring him into the light of truth. This, I don't think this is supernatural, but it really does sound like it. It does. The smoke really does it. It also had, it was the only one of the ones we picked out that had like a content warning. (laughs) Ooh. So it was like. sounds up my alley. Yeah. Things are going to be extra sexy in this one. Extra sexy. Well, you know what, girl? I'm on pelvic rest. That's why I said the other day, (laughs) I need a calm book. And everyone was giving me romance. I was like, "Mm." y'all. Y'all. I said calm. (laughs) I need a calm book. You said that, and then I kept recommending murder mysteries. So, I mean. That's true, you did. (laughs) I could not think of a single book where no one was stabbed (laughs) to recommend. And I was like, why do I keep doing that? What is wrong with me? So... Um, and then finally, I wanted to include this, a shout out to Twitter user at Kirby Black Geek for what I thought was the most relatable answer. And she replied, I'll be honest, I have some I think are indie, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Because there are yeah. a lot of authors who I like, who I believe are indie, but I could not be certain. Like, that's fair. Yeah. So um, like, Go ahead. I was going to say authors I like who I think are indie are Courtney Milan. I'm trying to think of black ones, but like all the black ones, all the black authors I read, like they got those, um, they got those contracts. So, uh, Kian Alexander, I like her and Piper Hughley. I like her and Vanessa Riley. So those are three. The last three ones are black authors, but I'm not, I believe they're indie. I cannot be certain because it's really hard to tell now because you know, they've really, I know. Yeah. These indie authors have stepped up like their marketing and their graphics and like push and like their promotion of their books that you can't, you don't know sometimes it's just one person doing it all on their own. That's true. Um, I, I also want to shout out um, <laughs> Nikki Arnisi, the fictioneer. Um, so we were, we were really trying to get some responses to this and it wasn't <laughs> until uh, she <laughs> was like, well, tell them already. That we finally got responses. So, That's, oh, cool! Thank you. It always tickles me when, because um, this has happened a couple times now. It happened with Beverly Jenkins' questions, <laughs> and it happened with someone else. Or we're like out there saying it, saying it. It takes a third party to come along and be like, "Answer these girls." <laughs> and then the question, the responses start pouring in. So y'all better stop being shy. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, we encourage you to go check out our Twitter feed for the full list because y'all mm-hmm. came with some names. Yes. So. And we just, we got, we got, they said, the responses all came in maybe a couple hours ago, so we didn't have <laughs> as much time. So, but I mean, it's not like for lack of trying, as Molly said. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why y'all are hesitant to engage with us. You hear what we talk like. Like, come on now. I know. You don't ever have to be shy around us. We're goofy. We're goofy. We're silly. So. Some might say stupid. (laughs) 
That's or mediocre. Or mediocre. That's all right. So, um, I think that, so yeah, those are the four books. Um, I'm going to post these in our show notes on our website in case you ever want to come back, find a link. If something sounded interesting, you want to be able to find it. So check us out over there. And just, I realized I never said this. Our show notes are on our website, blackchicklet.com. So if you that's ever, a good I usually, point, Daniel. What? <laughs> that's a, a good-ass point. Oh, I was like, man, I'm just presuming y'all know where to find this stuff. So if you ever, like, if we talk about something, I usually try to include links on the website, on the episode page. So Yeah, and you're really good about it, too. I'll so. be like, I'll forget that I mentioned <laughs> something. <laughs> you'll have, like, a note in there with a link and everything. So... Yeah, it makes me nice to know that it makes me happy to know people are going to check that out. Because sometimes I'm like, I think I could just stop doing this, but it's good to know people are using them. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, Danielle, what are you reading? Oh, okay. I, I saw one thing I'm reading and I'll save that for last because it made me sad. Um, <laughs> you know why. Um, what did I, I'm trying to figure out where I stopped because I've. May was really good for me. I read a lot in May. In June, uh-huh. I haven't finished a thing yet. I've started <laughs> three different books. Um, oh, I read the entire Wayward Children series by Shanann McGuire. Okay. It is a novella series. It's sort of, I think I described it to you as Xavier School for Gifted Children meets Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Mm-hmm. So it's a fantasy series. Basically, when children go to other worlds, like Alice goes to Wonderland. Um, I can't think of it, literally any other example. But That kid goes to the tall booth thing. Yeah, yeah. So when they go to these worlds and they come back to the real world, this is basically a school that's supposed to help them adjust. So it's pretty interesting. I thought the first one was really good. The second one was really good. Third and fourth were okay. But I do recommend them. They're very short. They're like... If you get the, I got the hoopla, they're good. The narrators are really good. I got them off hoopla. It was about like a two hour, three hour listen. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I started the first book. Did you like it? I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Um, <laughs> I tried to put the narrator on, well, I didn't realize the narrator was on 1.5 speed and I almost like came back and I said, does hoopla use like robot voices? Cause I wasn't sure. And then I like slowed it down. Put and down. I was like, Oh, I get it. That makes um, sense. Yeah. So yeah. So was that I'm better? About, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm about an hour into it. Uh, and I'm liking it. Um, I don't know what's going on again, baby brain, <laughs> you know, there's people dancing and somebody's talking about a sugar kingdom or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's that. I still think that first one's really good. It's like the wackiness. The details are fun, but I don't think they're necessary to like the main thread of that story. Oh, okay. I'm so, going to keep like, with it. Don't stress about that. <laughs> so, yeah, I really like that first one. Um, I read Rebel by Beverly Jenkins. It's her newest mm-hmm. book. I liked. I really liked it. I think I liked it better than Jake's book. Poor Jake. He's just mm. constantly disrespected. <laughs> I told you when I went, when I met her at KissCon and I brought that book to be signed, she was like, uh-huh. our poor pig farmer. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the constant disrespect this man gets. Uh-huh. Um, this book takes place during Reconstruction in New Orleans. And I'm down for anything that takes place in New Orleans because I just love it. You can feel sort of like the environment in the book. So it's really good. I recommend it. Um, and then I read The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. <clears throat> mm. It comes mm-hmm. out in July. I got the galley. And it's mm-hmm. basically, he sort of writes this fictional take of the Florida School for Boys, which was this terrible reform mm-hmm. school in Florida. Mm-hmm. 
where there was a lot of abuse and a lot of like even murder. I think it even got to the point of murder. It finally shut down in 2011. Mm-hmm. I so. think that there's a good, I remember hearing that from like some long form article. I'll see if I can oh, find yeah. it. It was really good, but it's really like it's upsetting intense. to hear those yeah. details. Yeah. Yeah. I will say he doesn't go too much into like the graphic details of the views, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. He sort of hints and alludes to it, but that's not the point of the book. So I was like, thank you. Yeah. Cause that's why I haven't read. I still haven't read underground railroad. I haven't either. I'm sorry, Colson. <laughs> Cause I think he, he retweeted us once or something about that. Like we were saying we hadn't read it. I think he responded. Oh no. Like I still haven't read like, I can't like. I read that first page. I was like, "Oh God!" It, <laughs> I'm so sad. It just it feels so heavy, and like everything was like it's it's like heartbreaking. And I was like, "I can't do it. I can't do it, Colson. I'm sorry." I haven't read what's that? Uh, Doctor Abrani, the hist- like the history of racism, marked from the beginning. I haven't read oh. that one either, and I've been wanting to. Did he? You keep talking for a second because I want to think. I gotta look something up. <laughs> But yeah, he had a bookmark from the beginning. It won, I think, the uh, uh, the book. Wow. I just forgot the National Book Award for nonfiction mm-hmm. the year it came out. And it was basically like him studying the history of racism in the United States. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. I don't think I can do it right now. Yeah. I remember. I think my mom assigned that. Yeah. I'm sure it's I'm sure there's a lot of classrooms reading it. I believe he is a sociology professor. I think he is. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I haven't been able to read that one. Yeah. Um, and then my currently reading, mm-hmm. I'm currently reading Hope Never Dies, Obama Biden Mysteries number one. <laughs> it's freaking ridiculous. It's basically fan fiction about the Biden-Obama bromance, uh-huh. which has taken a hit since Biden has like had a few gaffes lately and I need him to like just maybe chill and stop. Yeah. I know who I'm voting for. The person who's buying my vote. I won't say it on here because it's a little <laughs> political podcast. But every time I see her, she's like, uh, I'm trying to put money in your pocket, Molly. And I'm like, okay, girl. You doing I, it? <laughs> I mean, I'll say all that. I'm going to vote whoever's not Donald Trump. Like, yeah, true. Um, I'm also reading The Man from the Train, The Solving of a Century-Old Serial Killer Mystery. It's terrible. It's Wait, ter- terrible how? It's not well written. This oh. guy is a baseball statistician. Like that's, wrote it? Yeah, that's what oh. he does. He he writes about sports and he does baseball statistics and apparently he's very good at that. And I don't know why he decided he wanted to write a book about this axe murderer from the early 1900s, but he did and it makes no sense. He's it's not just, that one that wrote about the baseball statisticians, was he? Or is that somebody else? He, like, if you look at his bibliography, most of his other books are about sports and baseball. What's this is his like, name? Bill James, like his like books are uh, uh, whatever happened to the Hall of Fame, baseball, Cooperstown, mm. and the politics of glory. Um, the Bill James oh, okay. Guide to Baseball Managers. So, like it's all baseball, and then he's got like this crime book. This is I was thinking of Moneyball. Okay, which I don't think he wrote. But no. that's the only baseball <laughs> statistics book I know. No, and so it's not good because like. It's not organized well, so uh-huh. he's just dumping a whole bunch of names and dates and places. He's not crafting, like, a narrative. Like, I read the book about the Golden State Killer, and, like, she did a good job at, like, crafting a narrative and explaining the story and making you care about the victims. This is just a constant deluge of, like, 
names and dates and suspects and okay. you know lawyers and I'm like it's too much information so I'm debating whether or not to DNF it I've got 12 hours left <laughs> <laughs> but I'm listening to it at double speed and only half paying attention so oh yeah and then the last book I just started today okay. it's a reread uh-huh it's it? <laughs> it's the wedding date oh yeah by, <laughs> by Jasmine Guillory. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble in the next episode. See, girl, that's why I said let's have some people on <laughs> to balance your strong feelings and my <laughs> different feelings. People are going to listen to me on this episode voices. and hate me. You know what? We decided long ago that we were just going to speak our truths. <laughs> So I guess that leads into it. No, say what you're reading, Molly. I'm sorry. Uh, So I'm reading that book that you recommended. Um, I also got a couple more that people have recommended to me, but I haven't started them yet. Um, I got uh, uh, The Bride Test by Helen. That one is good. Wong. I almost cried. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just really liked it that much. (laughs) And then I got Still Life by Louise Penny. Ooh, I didn't um, hear that one. But then I um, have been putting them all aside to <laughs> listen to another 20 hours <laughs> of fire and blood. I have a problem. You have a problem. I have a problem. You're like, I know who I am and I'm comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with it. All these damn Targaryens marrying <laughs> each other. They just won't stop fucking each other. <laughs> and it causes them all kinds of problems. Oh, I love it. We know who we are. We know yeah. the mistakes we make. Yeah, I was putting it off because I was like, ah, it's just whatever. But it's actually very good. Um, So me and Frank have this long running thing. Will Martin finish? Uh, (laughs) I think he will. I mean, he's not he's not an ancient old man who's just going to die. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's got plenty of time. We had a whole conversation about that, and I can't remember if we had it on the recording. On air, or, I can't yeah. remember. So I won't or go off. into it, but to say that uh, Fireblood, very good. Really good. Yeah. If you're a fan of uh, the regular series and you haven't read that, um, I like it quite a bit. Cool. I need to check out one of those. I did get A Thousand King. Is it A Thousand Kingdom? Or The Thousand uh, the Kingdom? Book? Mm-hmm. A Hundred Thousand Kingdoms? I yeah. I was nowhere near the right number. A Hundred Thousand <laughs> Kingdoms. <laughs> So you had piped that one up, so I was going to read that this summer. I think that's an episode we need to do. I think you've already decided. I think, yeah, I want to do yeah. the first, at least the first two um, okay. in that series, because like I keep saying, that second one is CXE. <laughs> you have a good time. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. But we've got to get through June first. Yes, To June. get to that. So in June, our next read is going to be The Wedding Date by Jasmine Gilroy. Um, we're going to have on the girls from Mocha Girl Reads. Um, like we said, I saw today they were saying, you know, the little tracker that shows how much you're done. Yeah. I saw um, uh, uh, them saying like, oh, I'm this person done with uh, the wedding date. And I was like, girl, I got to finish it too. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh shit, I have to read that too. And I was mm-hmm, like, yeah. yeah. So. Um, so yeah, we will have a four-way discussion about that book, and I'm sure that everyone's going to be on their best behavior and yeah. have a lot of good and interesting points. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have finished the book, so I'm not just talking about you, I'm talking about me, too. Yeah. <laughs> Put myself on the spot here. 
And I think it'll be just a fun episode. I'm um, I'm already looking forward to it. I've already started taking notes. I'm only 3% in the book. <laughs> so, it's going to be it's going to be good. It's going to be good. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. So, I'm really excited. Um I think that's it though. I have been doing a little bit more on Instagram. When I was reading Rebel, I sort of live not tweeted, whatever you do on live posted on the stories. So I'm trying to figure out, let me know what kind of stuff you want to see there. Cause I sort of treat it like vlogs, but I don't know if that's what people normally treat it as, whether if you just want photos, if you want reviews. Yeah. Let me let know. know. The only thing I, I ever look at on uh, Instagram is people doing their hair. <laughs> so I don't really know the ins and outs of it. I know Instagram is the hot platform. Like as someone who works in social yeah. media, I know that's where it's at. And I'm just like, I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at it. I'm much, I'm much better at Twitter. And I'm still bad at Twitter. So. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is sort of short and sweet. Mm-hmm. This chat, it's like back to our old days where we used to have 40-minute chats. Yay. Oh, it was so long ago. Our birthday's coming up. Mm-hmm. Our anniversary celebration, however mm-hmm. we want to brand it. Yeah, what is it? Year August. Three? Yeah. We'll be entering our third year. Wow. So that'll be exciting. That'll be fun. We'll we'll do some more. I think we'll probably do Kid Lit again that year. Or that. Um, that was fun. That was yeah, fun. that was fun. It's been fun the last two years. Yeah. So. We'll do Roll with Thunder here. by cry? Because you made that look <laughs> great. Oh, I don't hate it. Do you? No. I thought like somebody was saying because we did the poll and somebody was like, I, didn't, I can't see that book. Ooh, maybe we'll do Hate Reads from our childhood. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Ooh, I could do that. Oh, but then I have to finish the book, don't I? Isn't that what that means? No, maybe for a bonus we could do like okay. Least favorite book is kids, something like that. Yeah, something funny. Because I'm here for hating on books, if not if it means I have to read them again. Yeah, but we'll do something like Addie or something that somebody loves again because that was a lot of fun. You know who? You know that just reminds me. You know what Hoopla did have? I think we've already discussed this. Never mind. I think I already told you this. It has Bingo Love. The jackpot edition. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. I kept telling myself I was going to read it and then come on the air and reveal all the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that was our biggest takeaway from that episode was just that. It was like, it I want to know. So many questions. Like, what was his secret? Uh, I think so, he was sleeping with that guy who was smiling at him. That's why I think he's gay. I think that's what the big secret is. Yeah. Because that guy, he was, he was like, hey. There was some eye contact. There was some eye contact when he was writing the letter. He's like, I got a secret. It's like, well, does it involve this man with you smiling? Yeah. I don't know. Tell me. And I can't think of any other secret that would break up their marriage on such amicable terms. Yeah, I don't know. They're just like, well, okay, bye. It was nice 30 years. Another fun subreddit, our relationships. Oh. People break up for all kinds of reasons. Did you see that one that went viral about Which the 30-year-old who tried to hit on the 19-year-old during her birthday party? No. Oh, I'm going to send it to you off the air because she came back and told her side of the story. And it was Those pretty great. Best. It was People pretty great. so shady. Like, providing all kinds of backstory. I love it. Yes. It, he like makes it just sound like he's um in a bar and he like uh-huh. just approached her and her friends at the bar. She's like, we were at like a fucking Applebee's and we were sitting in a booth. <laughs> yeah, said that to me. Yeah, so 
I've got a real affinity for Reddit, and like I never thought it would happen. Right? It's it's bizarre. I'm yeah. on there. People are like, "Look at my cat." And I'm like, "Your cat is very cute," and they're like, "Thank you." You just gotta avoid the you gotta avoid the dangerous threads. Oof! Just like Twitter, you gotta be blocking people and weaving, <laughs> ducking. Molly will not hesitate to block someone, and I kind of love it. I just. On her account and on <laughs> I do block a lot of people on her. I won't even know about it. I'll just be like, you know what? I haven't seen those tweets in a while. And it's not even people that I dislike either. It's just like, <laughs> I don't want to hear more about this conversation for a while, so I'll block people. Like, I totally didn't realize. Like, you know, it's been a while since I've seen a Joyce Carol Oates tweet. Like, yeah, I blocked, I blocked her. her. <laughs> I mean, it's what she deserves. Uh, you know, like I said, I just don't want to engage with people. <laughs> so I do feel bad because like I love the Twitter trauma and sometimes I'll like DM Molly and she'll get what feels like very like emotionally angry and I'm like, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I respond very She's like, I respond very, very harshly. <laughs> That's why I made that secret that secret. The trash account. account. The mm-hmm. trash account that she told me about. Which girl, tell me why. My trash account got quoted in like a really reputable source. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's you. It's the true you. You're un, you're uncensored. You're free, and you're saying what's on your mind. And it's barely gold. I <laughs> I'm gonna go and read every Buzzfeed article like mine and see if I can guess which one is Molly's secret to trash account. I'm gonna have to send it to you because it's not Buzzfeed. Oh wow! I mean, who else? I mean, Buzzfeed's the one who's making money out of just quoting whole tweets. So. <laughs> That like was a my whole first ass article, girl. <laughs> like a whole thoughtful ass article. <laughs> I was like, that's my steak tweet. <laughs> I love it. How long have you had your real Twitter account? How many how many uh uh articles are quoting you out of that one? Nuns. <laughs> None zeroses. <laughs> Not a damn one. Not a single damn one, which is fine, because that's kind of a stake account, too. I don't have my picture or anything on that. Or even your name, honestly. Nope. I don't have my name. I don't have a description. I don't think I have any pictures on it. You got a picture, picture of your cat. I have a picture of a baby. Yeah. Yeah, I have a picture of my cat. That's well. It, I, don't, I don't be trusted Twitter like that. <laughs> I shouldn't. Like... I don't even like that I have where I got my degree from. Like, I keep telling myself I need to take that off. But then when I complain to them, I want them to know I have a vested interest. Like, What should they care? You're just mad. (laughs) (laughs) When I, like, send trash tweets to Roy Blunt, I want him to know I am his constituent. He needs to pay attention. And when I'm yelling at Mizzou about something they're doing, I want them to know that I am an alum and I have a vested interest. I don't want them to think I'm just some rando crazy. I don't care because most of the times I am a writer. <laughs> so I don't know why I put that much stock into my like credibility as a Twitter <laughs> as a Twitter rando, but I do. I love it. Uh-huh. I mean, that's what it's for, right? <laughs> um, I think that's. It. I'm really hot under this towel. I'm like, I gotta reduce the echo, so I've started using a towel. Ooh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, let's do our our wrap up, our sign off. Um, so as always talking about Twitter, you can follow us over there on our nonsense at black chick lit on Instagram at BCL podcast. And you can visit us for all of our beautiful show notes at black chick Woo. Um, 
If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to us at contact at blackchicklit.com. And um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. We're trying to get on um, <laughs> Spotify. You to page? Because someone randomly, I like... I, I don't be looking at who follows me and then like maybe a month later I'll be like, oh, like three people follow me. So I'll follow them back. And one girl was like, yeah, I used to listen to you like months ago. Oh, no. And she was like, I wish you guys were on Spotify because something about her phone store. She was like, can you get on there? And girl, we're working on it. We're yes, to- <laughs> I'm going to do that. So. Wherever you listen to us, wherever you listen to us, um, uh, rate, review and subscribe. Or if there's a platform that we you don't uh, you use and we're not on there, let us know because it's you know, talk about indie podcasters. It's just the two of us and we want to be where you're at, but we might not know where that is. Exactly. So awesome. Yes, I will do that. I will be mad. I'd be so mad if we were on Luminary and not on Spotify. I mean, good um, I took us off Luminary. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I haven't heard anything about them. They launched. I saw a few ads. They were trying to lure me in with like, look at, we got podcasts featuring uh, Roxanne Gay and then nothing. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. <laughs> I saw an ad on a bus and my mom told me about it. She's like, Roxanne Gay. She said Roxanne. She said she heard Roxanne Gay on a podcast. And she don't, she doesn't know why people would listen to that one. There's already black chiclet. And why wouldn't people just listen to us? You know what? I love that. I love that your mom is out here rooting for us. My mom still like, doesn't know well, how to. Che- my mom still doesn't know how to check the podcast. Oh my god! My parents they listen very infrequently, and my dad was like, "Put on Molly's radio show," <laughs> and so they randomly put one on. And this was two weeks ago, Danielle. Why the fuck did they go straight to the same episode? <laughs> and my mom was like, "I had to turn it off because you were talking about a maxi pad," and, she was and like, that's that's the cleanest thing on that episode. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're talking about a freak could feel a vaccine pad. Oh, that's right. And she's like, can you send me one that's a little cleaner that I can share with your father? And I was like, I'm going to have to really think hard about that. I'm sorry. We were, that, was just a, that was a hot mess of an episode. I just think about how drunk I got towards the end of recording it. Right. And I just feel like every time I hear people listen to it, I'm, I want to apologize. I'm like, it's just the best. But I it was love, also I like, love it and I hate it at the same time. I know. It was also like the most fun one we've ever done. And I True. loved it. And I think we need to do a commentary watching the movie. I think so. Like, I'm thinking like um, come the new year because I'll be, <laughs> I'll be a new mama. Yeah. In time for um, uh, Urban Lit January. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's your responsibility to find us a title. Uh, You've I'll done a great stone job. Ass cold silver <laughs> until then. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Um, anything else, Danielle, before we sign off? No, I think that's it. Okay. Well, I think thanks, we're, guys. we're set. Um, we're set. I don't know where I was going. Yes. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back. In uh, two weeks' time with um, our friends from Mocha Girl Reads, where we will talk about the wedding date, and Danielle will have um, her day to say I her w- piece. I will have things to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get all the hate mail next week. Okay. All right. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>